Hello and welcome to Self Mastery No Stress. I'm your host, Alel. This podcast is created to cheer on all of you, the daily achievers of small and big things in life, as you journey towards self mastery with all your stressors under control. No matter who you are and what you do, you deserve the best. You deserve success. You deserve happiness. You deserve to get your goal no matter what. Our topic for today is failure is a sweet ingredient to your life's recipe. Now, pardon me for this particular episode, like... As I mentioned before, I'm a first-time mom and I can't be apart from my new... Well, he's not newborn anymore. He's actually one-year-old. But I always make it a point to be present around him. So you might hear every once in a while his sweet voice. So let's go back to our topic. Failure being a sweet ingredient to your life's recipe. Now, let's first define failure so we can know how it applies or how it can become a recipe or an ingredient to a recipe of success. According to Forbes.com, failure is defined as an absence or lack of success. It allows us to personally define success so we can know whether or not we have failed. So failure is basically the determinant of success. One is a part of the other. But they're so opposite, right? The failure is success. Like most people would say, I'm a failure, I'm not successful. Or for me to become successful, I should there shouldn't be any failure because what's what's the point? I failed. Things like that. So how, how do we add it to the equation? To better focus on the success perspective of failure. Dear listeners, let me share to you the concept of intelligent failure. This is a phrase coined by Duke University's Sim Sitkin in a terrific 1992 research and organizational behavior article titled, Learning Through Failure, The Strategy of Small Losses. So if you can adopt the concept of intelligent failure, you will become more agile, better at risk-taking, and more adept at learning. According to Rita Gunther McGrath, a professor at Columbia Business School and a globally recognized expert on strategy in uncertain and volatile environments in her business publication released by Harvard Business Review in 2011, there are seven principles surrounding intelligent failure. But for this particular episode, I'm only going to share four because we are basically focusing on personal success and personal failure not organizational and company successes. Okay, so here are the four applicable um, principles of intelligent failure to personal failures and success. Principle one, decide what success and failure would look like before you launch an initiative. A gap in understanding could easily have led to a failure of an intelligent variety or unintelligent variety, but you can find out about it in time to get yourself on the same page and prevent what could have been a marketplace disaster. It's like what our coaches, trainers, 
uh, mentors always tell us, if you want to start something, begin with the end in mind, right? So this applies to that too. We need to decide what success and failure would look like before we even launch an initiative. It's not to prepare for it. It's not to anticipate failure. No, the purpose of this principle, in my opinion, is for you to prevent what could have been a bigger disaster. Like, knowing how to handle it before it even happens. So, it's not preparing to fail, but it is preparing how to overcome failure that will come your way throughout pursuing that initiative. Does that make sense? Okay, let's proceed to principle two. Convert assumptions into knowledge. So, we need to learn more about our assumptions. Having spelled out and revised your assumptions, you should then design the logical equivalent of an experiment to test them. As with the scientific experiment, the idea is that whether or not the outcome is what you'd hoped for, or at least you will have learned something. So here's where where my uh, most usual uh, quotations would apply. Now, when I when I give speeches, motivational talks, and when I talk to my coaching clients i always tell them that failure is never the end that failure is a journey it's either a redirection a detour or it's just a pause a call for you to take a rest and to revisit some of your approaches to take time to check on your plan of action and then make changes of any so that you can better achieve your goals but as i said it's it's just the destination it's it's part of the journey it's it's a it's a, a quick stop to refill gas a quick stop to eat Something like that. But it's never, it, it's never the destination. The destination is always the success of life itself. Right? Not, not, the, not the short-term successes, of course. But the short-term successes are still part of a journey, beautiful journey of life. That we always go through, right? So... That applies to principle two again, convert assumptions into knowledge. So whatever fears we have, whatever failures we encounter, or assumptions that, uh, for example, in a project, the the number of sales didn't hit the target. Like for example, the target sales is $1,000 and the the actual sales is just $400. It's not failure it's actually like for example we have some assumptions right if that's the outcome 
maybe I'm not good enough for this. Maybe I need to quit or maybe this is a bad idea. Or maybe I should I shouldn't do this anymore. Like uh, it's just a waste of time. It's a waste of energy and money. Those are assumptions, right? Those assumptions that we uh, that we usually or people usually think when they didn't hit their targets. But this second principle says that we should convert our assumptions into knowledge. Knowledge meaning it's a f- let's convert it to fact, to logical concept. How? There has to be some basis. There has to be some proof. Like for example, if your assumptions say I'm a failure, I shouldn't continue that I'm not made for this. I'm not made for this. I should stop. For example, that's the assumption. I'm poor. I'm poor in business, for example. That's the assumption. Now, if you convert that to knowledge, it'll be like, is there a proof? Is there something that proves that I really am bad or poor in business? Then you might say, "Oh, it's just it's that it's that particular sale that didn't hit the target." Is that enough proof that you're really bad or poor in business? Then you will confront yourself, right? You will confront yourself that is it really true? And then you will gather some more information about right about business, and of course you will analyze what went wrong or. Uh, what could have been missing? What could what you could have done to make it better? And then once you get some more knowledge, some more facts to support the reason of not hitting the target, then that, dear listeners, is what applies to the principle two. You have actually converted then. Once you find some more knowledge, then you will figure out, oh, it's not really me that's poor. It's just this, uh, I missed some details or something like that. That you, you, can, you can improve in your later launches there. Principle three, be quick about it. Fail fast. I know it sounds scary, fail fast, right? But... Quick, decisive failures, dear listeners, have a number of important benefits. First, they can save you from throwing additional resources at a losing proposition. Second, it's much easier to establish cause and effect when actions and outcomes are closer in time or closer together. Third, the sooner you can rule out a given course of action, the faster you will move toward your goal. And finally, an early failure lessens the pressure to continue with the project regardless because your investment in it is not large. A practical way to help ensure that any failure happens quickly is to test the elements of your project early on. Okay, so principle three meaning to test a little bit, to test the waters. Fail fast, meaning if you, ha- if you need to learn something Learn the, learn the most of it now while you're not still making that big, big, uh, you know, loss. I, I, I got a tip about this when I was in law school several years ago. Uh, 
when I dropped a subject and I wasn't able to, you know, to, to continue that particular subject. And then I remember my professor telling me that time that it's okay, it's okay to repeat a subject two, three, two times, three times, four times to repeat the same subject. It's okay. You know why? Because it's better to it's better to stumble and fall. It's better to drop. It's better to fail as many times as you can while you're still in law school. And make sure that when you take the bar exam, because we have bar exams after graduating law school, make all the mistakes that you can in law school so that when you get to bar exam and you when you get to practice law, then you will save yourself from all the heartaches that you, you know, that that you could have suffered when you are so good, when you're so great in law school, and then you, in real practice, you make big, big, big mistakes, something like that. So I think that's what applies to this principle, you know. When you're at the testing stage, or when you're still testing it out, when you're still in school, it's fine if you fail. Don't make pressure, too much pressure of yourself to make it so perfect. You can make mistakes and you can forgive yourself about it because it, you're still in the training ground. It's fine. It's normal. In fact, it's, in my opinion, it's even better than making no mistakes at all in school. It's because, as what I mentioned, failures and mistakes are moral learnings that are outside the books. Imagine a person who has never, never made any mistakes at all have only learned what's in the books. They don't know what it. They don't know what to do once they face failure because they never had it. They don't know what to do once they encountered things that are outside the books. It's because they never experienced it. They never handled it. But for those students who have experienced and suffered mistakes and failure while they are in training ground, training schools, once they practice in real life, they'll be more adept. Because their learnings are not just in the books. Their learnings are real, unwritten learnings of life that can never be written in the books, but written in our hearts as part of our experience, right? So that's what applies to principle three. Let's move to principle four. Contain the downside risk and feel cheaply. This is an important corollary to failing fast. Initiatives should be designed to make the so- or to make the consequences of failure modest. Sometimes it's valuable to test a small-scale prototype before making a significant investment. So it's pretty much like principle three, but this time it's not failing fast, but it's failing cheaply. It's making use of your resources. Like if you're testing the waters, make sure you're investing small at first. You know, just to prepare yourself, uh, fail small and fail fast. And once you, you know, you, it's okay. Once it becomes okay to lose little and to lose fast. And then once you gain the knowledge that arise, arises out of those failures of failure of uh, time and failure of money, energy, 
small amounts of losses and failures, once you get immune to that, then you'll be your your eyes will be more open to learnings discoveries realizations ah so this is what's missing that's why i lost that's why i made a mistake then once you're getting used to failures and mistakes then you'll be more comfortable in dealing with it and knowing the highs and lows the ups and downs of that particular aspect you've been working on like for example in a in a trading and business and and anything that that needs investment of money for example you invest small and then watch how it goes and then once you become numb to losses you know and then you 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 you, you learn that oh this is this is the ups and downs these are the ups and downs of this particular business then i learn how to play with it things like that So fall fast and fall cheap and don't lose the opportunity out of those losses. How? Learn from them. In every failure, make sure that you learn something and you gain wisdom out of it. Because once you make a bigger mistake, bigger wisdom awaits you and you will be more prepared for big successes why because you have learned more wisdom more knowledge than those who have never failed in the first place develop intuition and skill researchers say that what people think of as intuition is at its heart highly developed pattern recognition those who have never faced a negative outcome have a critical gap in the body of experience that intuition is based on. Many venture capitalists won't invest in a new enterprise if the founder has never undergone failure. Imagine that, you know? Again, I'll repeat it. Many venture capitalists, investors, won't invest in a new enterprise if the founder has never undergone failure. So see... One of the factors that they look into the founders is the amount of failures because, as I said, it builds your character. Failure builds you up. Failure makes you a better person, a stronger person, more knowledgeable in that particular field where you have failed so many times. And it just goes to show, like, for example, I'm an investor and I'm investing in your product or in your business just goes to show that when you encounter failure you won't give up easily you won't give up on me you know you won't give up on my investment so that's a key factor in investing in people who have suffered failures those are some science and study back principles and proof that failures are delicious ingredients for a successful recipe of life now you can celebrate your failures and welcome new opportunities with intelligent failures remember it's not the failure that's negative the word is just as abstract it's an abstract concept to describe a situation you cannot see it you cannot see failure you cannot taste it you cannot touch it it's just an abstract thing that makes you feel sad at first how real it is for you depends on how real you choose to apply it to yourself in this case Dear listeners, failure is not your destination. As I said, it's just a part of the journey that'll turbocharge you towards your success. So that ends the episode today. I hope you, you know, you understand some some 
noises that you hear, but that's just me being a mom. And uh, see you again next episode. Have a great day. Thank you so much for sharing your wonderful time with me on this episode. I'd love to hear from you. Share your thoughts, experiences, and topic requests at our exclusive Facebook group, Stress Management Enthusiasts. Just search it on Facebook and join. You're all welcome to join us there. If you'd like to know more about me, you can also visit my website at allelfloor.com. That's A is in Alpha, Lima, Echo, Lima, Foxtrot, Lima, Oscar Romeo, allelfloor.com. Special thanks to Anchor.fm for the free podcast platform. Once again, this is Allel of Self Mastery, No Stress. Till next time, have a great day.